This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't gotta wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now. What's cracking, pimps? What is going on? And welcome to episode nine. I had to think about that for a second. Episode nine of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I am your host, Taylor Dunn. And as you can see behind me, no, we didn't paint the walls. And no, I didn't get a new fancy old man chair. This is like alligator skin, it looks like, but it ain't. It's like Velcro. Shit sounds like the outside of a lunchbox. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. This isn't my house. We're in the middle of the move. Uh, we are uh, currently staying in a crack motel. And, uh, it's not really a crack motel. It looks like one from the outside. Like I was really skeptical when we rolled up on it. But then whenever we uh, got inside, I was actually really happy. The funny part about it is it's actually a really nice hotel room. Um, you know, I was very surprised. But there's these big dehumidifiers all over the place. There's like three in this hotel room and it's just two separate rooms so and that's because of the humidity down here in mississippi because if you didn't have these things oh it would be unbearable okay because i used to have one in my room growing up because i had a room in the basement of my house and it didn't have any connection to the uh the uh, ac in the house so it was already hot down there during the summer, but it wasn't so bad because it was in the basement, partially like underground. So all you had to do was suck all the humidity out of there and it was straight. And let me tell you, it's bringing back memories because this dehumidifier, I had it on all night last night and I had the air blowing full blast in the room and I froze it up in there, son. Like, my, I, like there's a door and I let my wife and my daughter sleep in this bed because I got to get up a lot earlier than them and uh, I slept like in the living room portion and I'm talking about it was sub zero temperatures in there like I covered up with two blankets last night like I could see my breath and that's how I like it I want to roll up in a cocoon and just go into hibernation every single time I go to sleep. But yeah, um, we're right in the middle of this move. We are officially moved out of our house. The movers are uh, finishing up everything right now. And uh, yeah, we're living out of a hotel and we're going to be leaving, heading to Alabama for like three days. And I talked about this on my last podcast, but I'm going to touch on it again, just in case 
anybody who watches this that's one of my friends wants to make an excuse of, oh, we didn't know you were coming. Uh, because a lot of people do that. We're going to come back for three days to Alabama to mostly visit family. Okay? I have a, pretty much a schedule for those three days of who we're going to visit with. If you want to, I will hang out. We can hang out and see each other and all that. However, if I'm not able to get to you, I apologize. But don't set something up with me and me make special time for you and then nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Also touching on that, yeah, my last episode, uh, I... It was just a, an audio podcast. There was no video. I don't know why that's so difficult for people to understand. Because I just, literally, I just recorded it in the closet of my house. And posted it to iTunes and Spotify. And everybody's like, Oh, I can't listen to your podcast. I really wanted to hear it this week. And, you know. Also, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. That's my daughter. She's in the other room watching uh, cartoons right now. So she may pop in. This may be another uh, uh, special guest episode. It just depends on whether or not she comes in here. Which I'm willing to bet that she probably will. Um, so yeah. Right in the middle of the move. We're going to be in Alabama for three days. I already talked about that. And uh, if you want to hang out, hit me up. But if I'm not able to, don't get upset with me. Also, uh, once those three days are up, after Labor Day, me and my wife are going to be driving cross-country. Uh, we're going to go the same route me and a buddy took just a couple of months ago uh, through the southern part of the United States, through Louisiana, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and into California. And it's going to take about four days. And I'm going to do just like I did the last time. I'm going to document everything. And that's going to be an episode of the podcast. Uh, I probably will record an episode that will be available while we're on the road. But I'm not entirely sure because it gets a little patchy out there with like cell reception and stuff. And just because I record an episode doesn't mean I'll be able to post it. That's honestly the hang-up with a lot of these videos. Like, sometimes, like, today is Monday, and it may not post until, like, Thursday. So, if, for whatever reason, I can't get... Here we go. Daddy. Yes. You need more chippies. Yeah. I need more chippies. Say hello. Hello. You wouldn't tell them what you need. I need chippies. Okay. Well, I'm going to go get her some chips and I'll be back in just a second. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, yeah. 
is what it is. One of the, uh, something about being a dad, you know. She asked for chips, I gotta give it to her right then. The other night, um, we were sitting around, just, uh, we were taking a break from packing up everything. We had, like, finished for the day, so, um, we sat on the couch, and my daughter sits down next to me, and she says, Daddy, I want to watch a funny movie. I say, okay. So, uh, I try to, like, find, like, family comedies that I grew up watching, that I love and adore even now, still, as an adult. And, uh, we sat... I've been trying to introduce, or I talked about this like two episodes ago, and I've been trying to get her away from cartoons so much and more towards uh, movies with actual people in them. And we sat and watched The Mask the other day with one of my all-time favorites, uh, Jim Carrey. But uh, what we watched this night was Liar Liar, which this is definitely like top of the run, rim, I guess would be the right word, for watching an, a family adult movie, which it does have a lot of adult references. I mean, it's rated PG-13, but it's funny and it's goofy. You know, it's Jim Carrey absolutely at his best, and we sat on the couch for two hours, or however long that movie is, and we both laughed our asses off. I mean, I was just blown away at how funny she thought it was. We were crying laughing at a couple of the different scenes. And I'd seen it a million times, obviously, but I watch it every time it comes on. And uh, it was her first time watching it, and she thought it was funny, so... It's just crazy, man. Like, I see so many similarities between myself and my daughter. It blows my mind every single day. Like, just things that she does or things that she says or little mannerisms and stuff, I see myself. And, you know, my wife will probably argue with me and say, oh, she looks like me, but... We, we know where that child gets her personality. Okay? If you don't believe me, just back up a couple of minutes to when my daughter walks in a frame and look at that look on her face and tell me that that is not Taylor Dunn. Okay? If you can argue it, then... I might believe your case. Oh, yeah, shout out to Kane. I'm sitting here giving them free product placement right here in the middle of my video. I hope that doesn't get this taken down. I don't know this whole, like, YouTube algorithm. I'm still trying to figure this thing out. And, like, I posted the last podcast that I did that was a video. I posted it, and I just put, like, some random song on there for like the intro and uh, YouTube didn't like it and it waited like a day and a half for me to finish uploading this video for it to be like oh sorry you can't upload that 
So I had to take it down and take that out and do it again. And that backed things way up. Because if I record something on Monday and it doesn't post until Friday, a whole bunch of shit's already happened. I'm talking about last week's news. It's whatever, though. Dave Chappelle, uh, his new special released last night. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, man. But I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm hearing good things about it. And it's so crazy, too, because I, just from what I've seen, I know that the special was filmed in Atlanta. And he was in Atlanta last June. And me and my wife almost went to the show. We were just about to go on our vacation to Gatlinburg. And we didn't go. It was right there along the way. I tried to tell her, like, look, it's on the way to Gatlinburg, babe. It's just a 30-minute detour. You just go through Atlanta. We can stop there. We can stay the night. We can see Dave Chappelle. Something that I've always wanted to do. My entire life, and she just, no, nah, she wasn't having it. Now, we went to go see Crystalia back in November in Atlanta at the Tabernacle, the same place that Dave Chappelle just shot this special, and my wife drove, and that's what did it to me, because she doesn't like driving in that high traffic, you know. So, I'm moving us to California, and, uh... Where the traffic is always busy, but, you know, you gotta get used to it somehow. I just, I'm kind of glad we didn't go now, because I literally would have seen the exact same performance that I would have seen now on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? So, I'd be all excited to watch the special. I guess it would, I mean, it would still be cool, because I'd be like, I was there when he filmed it, you know, but... It is what it is. What if they got like one of those laughing audience member shots of me in his special? That would be fantastic. I would show that to everybody I know. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't I know I talk about Dave Chappelle a lot, but you have to keep in mind like that is my Tom Brady. Okay? That is my Babe Ruth. That is, like, literally, think of what your favorite sport is, and then think about the person that people hold in the highest regard. You know? Like, if this was Mortal Kombat, he is the one that you fight at the end. Like, he is the master. Okay? There's... Nothing I've seen of his where I was just like, eh. And I've done that with a lot of different comedians. People that I've really looked up. And look, I'm not ragging on anybody, but I'm just saying. Every time he releases another special, it's like he reinvented himself from the last one. While at the same time staying true to himself. He, I mean... I really, I almost didn't record this so that I could watch the special and then say what I thought about it. 
but because, you know, I mean, I'm kind of on a crunch for time with everything that's going on right now with the move, I just was like, you know what, I can watch it tonight with my wife, and I'll go ahead and record uh, an episode, and I'll talk about how much I liked it on the next one. I don't know. I'm sure I'll like it. I know I will. But I just keep seeing all these things on social media and with him, like, his birthday was yesterday, and he held this big, uh, like, benefit in uh, Dayton, Ohio, where the, uh, you know, it was for the victims of that shooting that happened uh, a couple of weeks back, and I just think that's really special. He had Kanye West there, and they had their whole, you know, Sunday service thing going on, and it's really refreshing to see people trying to do something for the community like that. Like, I can't think of a lot of comedians that are doing that type of thing. You know? And he's definitely the one, I mean, he's from Ohio, so... Well, he's not from Ohio, but he lives there. He lives in a small town in Ohio. And, uh, God, I sound like such a Dave Chappelle stalker right now. But, you know, he's very reclusive in his personal life, and he likes to, you know, give back to the community. He doesn't like always being a big star. He's just a member of the town. So, it was, you know nice for him to do something like that. And I really I really appreciate that type of thing, you know? And you got Kanye West there and the whole that church choir thing. Look, man, if I die, somebody get in contact with that choir. Because I want them singing at my funeral. The whole congregation. I want it to sound beautiful. I want... Kanye West to live record an album at my funeral and and have the turntables on my casket and him be up there doing the keyboard with them them shutter shade glasses on just you know nothing Kanye West sounds like that but you know what I'm saying I want Kanye West to be up there at my funeral like this, on the keyboard, <laughs> you know, and the whole choir behind him all dressed in white sang it. That's what I want going on at my funeral, dog. This is what my wife uses to, uh, I need more you need more chippies? Yeah. This is what, this is what mama uses to make her not have bags under her eyes in the morning, ain't it? It's pretty comfortable, too. You put it on? Yeah. She went to sleep last night. She went to sleep last night? Yeah. I hope so. Alright, let's go get you some more chippies. Okay. Alright, I'll be back again. Okay, so yeah, she should be good now. Um, 
Anyway, the point of what I was trying to get to was, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle really, for me, is, when he passes away, he's going to be the greatest of all time. And I'm willing to go bar for bar arguing that point with anyone, okay? Like, for me, who is at the very bottom of being a successful stand-up comedian, okay? I'm at the under-the-dirt level, okay? Somebody like Dave Chappelle, for some reason, everybody thinks that that is... What? Okay, I'm sorry. I say, oh my goodness. But anyway, um, for somebody that's like Dave Chappelle, who is way up here on the pedestal, the pinnacle of a rock star stand-up comedian, and there are a lot of, a lot others that are, you know, kind of on that same, you know, realm with him. I'm not saying he is the only and the greatest, even though to me he is. But there are a lot of other great comedians out there. Just for me, Dave Chappelle is the one. Okay? Like Neo in the Matrix. And, um... You know, everybody asks me, like... Oh, when you move out to California, you're gonna be making the big bucks, huh? And I'm like, look, man... I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but... Maybe one day... Maybe, if that's in the cards for me, then so be it. And I hope it does, you know? I'm going to go at it harder and do it more with more focus than I ever have before. This is essentially my shot, you know? So I'm going to take it for what it's worth, you know? And I'm going to really go for it while I'm out there. But what people fail to understand is being a successful comedian like Dave Chappelle takes years. Like, he's been in the game for 30 years. He's 46 years old. You know, and yeah, he had success Pretty early on, he was like 27 or something when he released his first special, but, you know, and right around that time is when he had, you know, um, like Half-Baked, and he was uh, on the Chappelle show, obviously, but, you know, he went away for a while, but then comes back, and he's one of the most revered comics of the time, you know, so that's what I was trying to say, like, if you look at it like it's Mortal Kombat. I have so much to learn and so much knowledge. To I'm not trying to be all methodical here, you know, we put lipstick on a pig, but it takes a very long time to get to that level, and I am not ready, not even close to that. I probably never will be, but that is the goal. You know, if you're going to shoot for something, don't shoot to be mediocre. Shoot to be the best there ever was. 
that's the way I try to look at things. So yeah. Now I'm going to step down off of this high horse. And uh, we're just going to go back to talking shit. <laughs> um, speaking of talking shit, how about them, uh, them Florida Gators, man? College football is back, baby. It sure is. First game of the season happened Saturday night between the Florida Gators, who were ranked, who were ranked. I don't know exactly what the poll is. I'll look at it, I'm sure, right after I get off of this. But they were ranked number eight for some reason. And they played the unranked Miami Hurricanes. In Florida, no less. And, uh, didn't look too good. I bet you Tim Tebow about lost his mind, man. Because, look, the Tim Tebow era ain't there right now. Okay? Because I seen some stuff. Like, okay, yeah, they won the game. It was 24-20 at the end of the game. But still. There was a lot, and Miami definitely wasn't bringing them that heat at all. A lot of the mistakes that were being made were on Florida's part. Their defensive line was immaculate. If it wasn't for Florida's defensive line, they would have lost the game. Hands down. Without a doubt. Okay? Because they kept breaking through Miami's insanely weak offensive line every single play looks just like you know my shit whenever I play NCAA football 2010 on the PlayStation 2 my offensive line at Southern Miss where I'm their starting quarterback is almost non-existent but because my character is at a 99 overall I can dodge hits and roll big 300-pound linebackers over my back and then sling the ball down the field 90 yards and hit a guy square in the chest that's in four-man coverage. But this ain't a video game, <laughs> you know? This is real life. Miami played a hell of a game. And Florida, obviously, you know, they were the victor. They won. They took home the W. But... God, the stupidest thing I saw that entire game was they turned the ball over. It was right there at the end. Florida's up four points. All they have to do is run the ball and run the clock out. That's it. Easy. Once it gets to that point, the game's over. It's boring at that point. They're going to run the ball a couple times, get a first down, run the ball a couple times, get another first down, and then they're going to knee it, and that's it. Run the clock. But what does Florida's quarterback decide to do? He passes the ball. And guess what? He throws an interception. Steve Spurrier's face, sitting in that press box, I almost fainted right there on the kitchen floor. 
because I was watching it on my phone, standing in the kitchen. I couldn't sit down in the living room. My wife wanted to watch makeup videos on YouTube, and uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but God, that was Steve Spurrier just sat there and he's like, he just looked and he started like he was on the ground in the fetal position afterwards. And it's like you just made a stupid mistake, man. And then they can't do anything. Miami goes out and cannot even get the ball snapped just about. And that defensive line is just destroying him. And then they're like fourth and 34. And they get a pass interference, automatic first down. And they're just marching their way down the field with these pass interferences. And I'm sitting there the whole time like, if Miami wins this game... Florida is the worst team in college football. And I know that's a bold statement. However, they would have literally won the game for Miami by being so stupid. So, yeah. And look, hey, if you don't like this college football talk, this ain't the podcast for you. That ain't all that we talk about on here. We're going to talk a little bit of ignorance, but right now is Taylor's favorite time of the year, which is college football season. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on on the field every week. Okay? But yeah, it's a great game. I mean, first game of the season, and I'm already super excited. I don't know how Auburn's going to do against Oregon. I'm real nervous already. Got this freshman quarterback, Bo Nix. I thought it was going to be the other dude. Joey Gatewood, he looks like a pit bull. His head's all swollen. Looks like they shoot steroids into his head. I figured he would be the quarterback. He'd be the quarterback and be a scrambler and run the ball and just run people slap the fuck over. But, I don't know. We'll see. All I can say is, Somebody better tell Gus Malzahn that if Bo Nix is not getting the job done at halftime, he needs to put Joey Gatewood in the game. Do a whole Tua Talagova, just like when Alabama played Georgia in the national championship. Put them in there, and let's see what he can do. The worst thing that can happen is we could still lose, but at least we would have said, well, we tried our options. Don't be dumb. You know? But yeah, man. Uh, trying to think of anything else. No? I think that's it. That's just about it for this episode. Oh, yeah. One more thing. So, last week, I showed you guys that we officially have a Mac Daddy Seminar t-shirt. Yes, it's not available for purchase yet. But, I know it's wrinkled, it's been in a suitcase, but that's what it looks like. We got the Mac Daddy Seminar with the logo right there on the front, just like this. And on the back, well, it's going to show up mirrored on this, but you get the idea. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's nice material. It's a good company that I found that does them. I'm really happy with it. And uh, we're going to start giving these away for free. So this week... I put on Instagram 
that I was going to be giving away one of these shirts, but I've decided to give away a few. But the winner that I'm going to announce today, I'm going to give it to my good friend, uh, Dominic Galassi. He's a good friend of mine, and he's been super supportive of the podcast. And uh, so you got a shirt coming your way, buddy. And let me know if Michelle, his wife, wants any or your kids. They can have one, too. So, yeah. So, yeah. I appreciate everybody listening. As always, you guys are super supportive. I'm appreciating all the feedback. You know, this thing's starting to grow. So, I really appreciate it. And that's about it. Look out for my next episode. I'm going to be in the middle of the United States whenever it happens. So just be on the lookout for that. I appreciate you guys listening, and I will see you next week. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't got to wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now.